welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insights about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So today we're chatting with Kylie Carlson from the Wedding Academy, all about how to use video marketing for your business. Kylie shares her helpful advice, tips, and easy-to-do suggestions on how we can get started to incorporate video into our marketing strategy today. It's such a great show. Kylie gives incredible advice that are, it's really easy that you'll be shocked, and we had a lot of fun chatting, and I'm so excited to for you guys to listen to this episode and get to know a little bit about Kylie. So Kylie started the Wedding Academy in 2007 and has helped over 4,000 wedding planners with her certification courses. Kylie has devoted her time to empowering other CEOs and entrepreneurs to build meaningful and powerful careers. Kylie is also the founder of the Wedding CEO Club and the Wedding CEO Podcast, which is linked in the show notes, so you guys can pop on over there after you listen to today's episode. So a few things to announce before we begin. We've got a couple of brand new things in our online store at the Tea with Janae shop. So a brand new guide is an insider's guide to wedding submissions and the photographer's complete guide, a real wedding day checklist. I created both of these guides to help wedding photographers who were either just starting out or struggling to get their weddings featured because they didn't know what photos to take or what to capture or how to submit their photos afterwards. They truly are companion guides and I know that you're going to immediately feel more confident and walk away knowing exactly what to shoot when you enter your next wedding. So I can't wait for you guys to get the guides, check them out, and you can visit www.twitchanae.com to find out more about the guides, what's exactly included, and shop while you're there. Oh, but when you're there, don't forget to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. Also, I just wanna take a minute and to say thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners that are here every week. I am so grateful for you and this beautiful community that we are building together. I know that 2020 has put us through the ringer, (laughs) but I am proud and I am grateful um, really of, of how it's turned out. You know, there's been a lot of growth, a lot of growing pains and personal development that has occurred because of this podcast and and you guys. So I'm grateful that you're here. Thank you for for continuing to support Tea with Janae. And I I can't wait for 2021 and and what's going to happen next. So just just a little side note. All right, you guys. So let's get ready for the show. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. to talk to you about my favorite new email marketing platform. It's called Flowdesk. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I like things to be easy, pretty, um, super friendly. And this platform is exactly what I needed to take my email marketing to the next level. So I joined a few months ago. And if you're on my email list, I hope you are, that's what you've been receiving over the last few months. They are beautiful templates so easy to create and the open rates are incredible. So I wanted to let you guys know about Flowdesk because I, if you sign up using my link, you can get in on their beta deal right now. 
that deal is $19 a month forever, no matter how big your list gets, which is incredible because other service providers charge you for the amount of users that you have subscribed. So you guys got to check out Flowdesk. There's a link in the show notes and I know you're going to love it. So enjoy and happy email marketing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have an incredible guest on the line. Kylie, can you say hi? I certainly can. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Me too. I know we've had a couple of uh, reschedulings and all this stuff, but I'm glad we finally connected. We have, and I'm excited to do this. Yes. So before we begin, let's introduce you to our listeners. Can you share a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started? Sure, no worries. Okay, so um, I'm Kylie Carlson. I'm the founder and CEO of The Wedding Academy, but in a former life, I was also a planner, stylist, and designer as well. So I feel like I've been in the industry my entire life, the wedding industry, that is, um, pretty much because I went in it from when I left school. And I'm closer to 50 by about six months. So that shows how long I have been in the industry for. Um, but I started, as I say, as a stylist and designer and planner uh, with my own company in London. And I did that for around about 10 years. And I was quite lucky because it was at the beginning of really when the industry was still in its infancy. Um, people would turn around to me and say, you're a wedding planner. That's cute. Is that kind of like a party planner? Do you do Tupperware? <laughs> So it was, I say it was cute, but it wasn't. It was really annoying having to justify yourself all the time. Um, So things have changed a little bit since then. And I ended up selling my company to my then business partner because I married an Australian guy and moved um, literally everything over to Australia with my daughter. So I was in one of those positions where I didn't really know what to do with myself. And I'd only really ever known the wedding and event industry And I didn't want to start again because, as you would know, building a team takes time. You know, it's that trust and everything else that you have to build. So I went to work on Hayman Island for a year, which is a five-star resort in tropical North Queensland in Australia. And I loved it because I was their event operations director and I spent all day, every day running around a tropical island. But as you can imagine, being somewhere like that is quite all-consuming. You live it, you breathe it, you eat it, you sleep it, um, and you can only do that for so long. So after a year, I came off the island, and I thought I was going to take a year off. Yeah, three weeks later, I was really bored. Um, (laughs) That's kind of when the whole idea of the academy came about, because I realized I wanted to stay in the industry but not be in the industry, if you know what I mean, because my daughter was getting to the age where she knew when I wasn't home all the time. So that's where the academy started, was in a little um, tiny house in North Queensland. I developed my first course, and 
since then it's now grown and unbelievably really because it's now a global company so from this little tiny beginnings in Australia we literally have students around the world and we've trained over five and a half thousand of them in the last 12 years so it's been a journey to say the least Um, and of course we've seen a lot of changes as well so that's really where I've come from and where I'm at now. That's amazing that's so incredible I love that. Yeah, it sounds better than what it is (laughs) when I tell it to you like that. (laughs) Yeah, but I know it's a lot of hard work and dedication. And I love that you were like, I'm going to take a year off off," and then um, three weeks later, like, no, no, this is (laughs) this is not for me. (laughs) Actually, three weeks is going well for me. I'm surprised it didn't happen after a week. (laughs) So let's talk about video marketing. Um, I'm excited to dive into this. Uh, We've had a few episodes about uh, working with videographers and cinematographers, but not video marketing. So why is it so powerful? Okay. Well, this has to be one of my all-time favorite topics. Um, And it's no secret that I love video. But video is key because it, it just helps you build that no like trust factor. There's something about actually seeing someone versus reading something they've written or, you know, looking at an image they've posted on social media that just allows you to connect on a much more deeper level than any other medium. So I always think if a picture's worth a thousand words, a video's worth a million. And the statistics don't lie. Literally, video outperforms every other social media form of posting you know from writing things out to posting images video is king and the interesting thing is is so many of our ideal clients are consuming more video than everything anything else i mean especially at the moment during the time of covid you know anything with video people are watching plus if you think about it youtube is the second biggest search engine in the world so with video with all the weddings that are being cancelled, postponed or reimagined, we're really beginning to see a surge in the value of video. So from things like live streaming weddings to Zoom consultations, um, or I know when we were in lockdown earlier on in the year for nearly six weeks, my family and I did a Zoom quiz every Saturday night. And we were ranging in ages from like my parents who are in their 80s to my nephew who's 18. But it was a really great way to stay in touch. So As far as video for your wedding business is concerned, it's something that can literally catapult you to a different stratosphere. It can make you stand out from everyone else because so many people still aren't using it. And when it comes to where you should be using it, literally everywhere you can think of (laughs) because there's not many places that video won't work. So we're talking about using it in your emails, using it on your website, on your social media as part of a welcome pack that you send to new clients if you're offering them a service. And I actually discovered a really cool app last year called Bonjoro. And what it, it's an online platform, but you have an app on your phone and you can create video on your phone and then send it immediately via Bonjoro to your client. So it's like a really high touch point kind of thing. And you wouldn't do it with every lead that comes through the door. You, you know, you'd never stop doing video. But if you've got really hot leads, think about how they'd feel receiving a personalized welcome video from you. You know, I'm so excited that your wedding is in 2022. I hope we get to chat about this a bit more. I'd love to know what your favorite color is. Um, Let's see if we can chat soon. You know, that type of thing. It, It works so well because it's so personal. 
And one of the things I've always loved about video is it it really gets rid of the people that were never going to be your clients in the first place. Because if somebody doesn't connect with you on video, the chances are they're not going to like you in person. So it really gets rid of those time wasters and it allows you to attract or repel, as we call it. You know, you can really attract those people that are meant to be part of your tribe via video and you can repel the ones that aren't. And it also yeah. works really well as part of your onboarding too. So, you know, if you're onboarding new clients rather than sending them a lengthy document, shoot them over a quick video on Bonjour. It's so much easier. Oh, that's so cool. I never even heard of that. I have to look into that. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a really easy app to use. Oh, good. That's good. And I know, I mean, even as me, as being a wedding photographer, and I know on Instagram, like when I post a video or a reel, they get so much more comments and likes and views than a static photo. And my Instagram coach is like, yeah, you have to use more video because that's what people want. And it's so hard when you're a photographer, cause you're like, I just want to post my pictures, but video is really, is really where it's at. So this is so helpful. Well, video just gives you a brand of personality, right? Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, your pictures as a photographer are your product. The videos you make are about showcasing your brand's personality and who you are and who they're going to get as their wedding photographer. Yeah. Behind the scenes videos do the best for me. Like people love that. For sure. Yeah. They, they really do. Yeah. So for our listeners um, that don't know where to start, you know, maybe can you share some ways that they can begin this process without feeling overwhelmed? Of course. So the first thing is Video does not require a load of fancy equipment. So I've lost count of the amount of videos that I have created for my brand, either using my phone or my computer. And as I know that all of your listeners are going to have both of those, <laughs> I'd say they've pretty much got the basics of the equipment that they need in order to start sharing video. Now, I'm not saying there isn't a time and a place for a video team. I do have an amazing video team called Crosscut Media, and I've been working with them now for uh, six, seven years, something like that. And they produce a lot of my course content for me because that's stuff people are paying me for. So it has to be top notch. It's got to be good quality because people are paying me for that. But I, I didn't start out using them. I built up to that. And I still don't use them for any of my social stuff. I do it myself. Mm -hmm. So... You don't need a fancy backdrop or a fancy camera or fancy lighting. I record the majority of my videos in my office with lots of natural light. And if I don't have the natural light or if the sun's coming in and out, so it's casting lots of shadows, I'll use my ring light. And I literally bought myself a ring light off Amazon for £99. Um, I think it's the equivalent in dollars, actually, as well. So you don't have to make it complicated and I think the other thing that people need to remember with video is that it doesn't have to be perfect because the real reason so many people don't do video or share them consistently is because I think they, need, they think they need to be camera ready or sound like a superstar. You absolutely don't. In fact, when, my, when I am filming with my team, they take the most ridiculous amount of pleasure in leaving my bloopers in. Um, <laughs> and they usually end up editing them to, you know, kind of make me look even more ridiculous than I did originally. Um, but people love them. They, they love those bits. People have emailed me and messaged me about bloopers and funny things that have happened in the video. So I think one of the biggest things your audience can really take away is you've got to get over the everything has to be perfect syndrome and just hit the record button because trust me, 
more people will respond, the less perfect you are. So a couple of things to think about. People aren't looking for red carpet looks. They seriously want you to be relatable. So you don't have to always have the perfect hair and the perfect makeup every time you go live. I've done live videos of me in my bedroom about to go to yoga with zero makeup and a shiny face. You know, but it doesn't stop people watching it because it makes you more real and more normal. Something else that people hate is the sound of their own voice when they start doing video. And I have to tell you, you've just got to get used to it because your voice sounds different to you than what it does to other people. Other people hear you differently. So you have to get over that whole, I sound awful on camera. You don't. And the third thing really is practice makes perfect. You know, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get on video. And you also kind of learn to share your ideas more concisely. And of course that, you know, it does make a better experience for everyone. I used to hate doing live videos because I felt so uncomfortable talking to a computer screen. <laughs> but after a while, it became quite natural. And I make sure I look at the comments a lot so I can see what people are saying. And I feel like I'm having more of a conversation with them. So I kind of enjoy them a lot more. But really, to get going with video, what you need is good sound and good light. So as long as you've got somewhere with natural light and you've got somewhere that isn't noisy, because when you think about video, people are tuning in to watch and hear you, so they need to be able to see and hear you, which is why those two things are important. The rest really is about getting comfortable. And as you start doing it, the more comfortable you're going to become. And let's face it, you know, you look at all these silly videos on TikTok and you know, as a professional, you're probably not going to look that silly compared to some of those on TikTok. So, you know, there's always that to think of as well. I know. I love TikTok. I've actually taken a little break just because I felt like I was on social media too much, but I, I'm, I've been missing it. But I, I love what you're saying because it actually really resonates really um, with myself and how TUHNA began. And TUHNA was an Instagram story that I would do once a week and I was sharing it. Um, and then I started doing Instagram, uh, IGTVs, uh, yeah. and then, and then I slowly got it, you know, I started learning how to edit and all this stuff like that. So I have definitely gone into that realm of like, it needs to look a certain way, or I need to have it a certain way. And maybe that's why I haven't produced as much this year, although this year is kind of an off year to be honest, but yes. I, I, but I love the fact that you said the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And that's a, totally what happened for me where I was really nervous. Like, oh my God, nobody's going to watch this or no one's going to listen. And then I was just being myself and people were like really gravitating towards it and they wanted more and more and more. And that's why it kind of grew. And now we're at a podcast and all this stuff. So it, I love hearing what you're saying because that is exactly my own experience where I was nervous yeah. and then I got better and now I can do my own shoots and stuff like that and invest in some, you know, decent equipment. Of course, it's, a, it, it's all the more you do it, the better you get. Absolutely. And I've got to be honest, when I first used to start doing my Instagram videos and my stories, I would do like 10, 12 takes. Now, it's very rare that I don't do it. And if I have a slight hiccup, I don't really take any notice. I just ignore it and carry on because it's Instagram. And right. at the end of the day, you can. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that. Okay. So once we've gotten over our fears and we've started to record and we're just pushing play, you know, what, 
when we have our assets, you know, where should we be sharing them and how often should we be sharing them? Okay. So the first one is the most obvious and that's social media. And literally as much as you can, (laughs) I would absolutely recommend as a minimum, you want to do one video a week. And if you can make a video on something, do it and share it. You know, all platforms favor video, including Pinterest, by the way. And I will tell you now, my video pins outperform all my other content hands down. Um, And actually, as a side note here, because this is really important, is with video on social media, you do need to have subtitles on your videos. So if you think about how you consume video on social yourself, I nearly always have my sound down because I'm usually watching it when I shouldn't be, you know, like when my husband's watching football or, you know, or I'm somewhere quiet, like the movies, if I'm bored. You know, <laughs> so I kind of realized that you need subtitles. And even, even when I am allowed to have the sound on, I often favor watching the subtitles rather than listening to somebody. So it's really important to think about that as well. But there's other things you can do too. So think about it. If you write a blog post, why can't you just go and do a quick Instagram story on it or a video for your feed or a Facebook Live in your group if you've got one? You know, these are really quick, easy ways to create relevant content. And I'll give you an example. Today, I wrote a blog post all about how you can use Black Friday to boost your wedding business. I went on Instagram stories and I did a 60-second Instagram story because, of course, Instagram will chop your video up into four lots of 15 seconds, so you can do that, talking about why people should swipe up and go and read my, my post. I also used that content to do a Facebook Live mini training in my group. We do it every Wednesday. It's called Cocktails with Kylie. We have a lot of fun and I have a different cocktail each Wednesday. Less said about that, the better. <laughs> but it's still literally using that same piece of content. So you have to think about how one piece of content can be broken up into lots of different little videos, which is what I do with this one piece of blog content. It just works so well. Now, another place that's really good for sharing video is something like a thank you page. So let's say you've got a freebie for your photography business. Let's say um, the 10 must have shots for your wedding and people download that. They give you um, their email address, and in return, they get the freebie. But usually, you'll send them to a thank you page once they've done that. Well, a thank you page is a really good place to have a video because people always want to know what's going to happen next, don't they? You know, so you can tell them using your video what's going to happen next, and they get to see your excited little face and you telling them something great. And it doesn't have to be a long-winded video. It can be like a 30-second video that you just record on your phone. You don't have to make it complicated. But it goes back to what I said at the beginning. It's a great way to build the no-like-trust factor. And you can do the same thing with um, pages on your website, like your packages, services, or product pages, because this is absolutely where you want to see the highest conversions. And what better way to get people off the fence than to introduce yourself? Show them how excited you are about their wedding and you know, give them a taste of what it would be like to work with you. I think what we've got to remember is weddings are all about the emotion. So video helps you to create that emotion by letting people see themselves as part of the art that you're creating. You know, one of the best things you can do here, and it will require a little bit more filming um, than using your phone, is to get someone videoing you doing what you do at a wedding. 
or the you know the easiest way might be to do it as part of a styled shoot using models as the couple so that type of video works really really well I mean do you remember at school we had something called show and tell mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have the same yeah. thing where you brought something into school showed it to class talked about it well this is kind of similar don't just tell them what you do show them what you yeah. do like there's just so many ways you can incorporate video and then the final one that I'd probably tell you about right now which is probably the most important one is your brand video and a brand video is something that you can get a lot of use out of. And they tend to be around about a minute and a half long or, you know, possibly 60 seconds long. And they're basically a way to introduce people to your brand. So, again, being part of the winning industry, you're talking about telling a story, creating an emotional connection, really allowing those couples to visualize their day with you in it. So I have a, a slightly unusual brand video, which probably won't surprise you. And it wouldn't be for everybody, but it's because we're an online training company. People often want to know, what's it like to learn with you? What does your content look like? Is it really practical? So because a lot of what I do is personality-based, I decided to tackle this head-on. And we shot a behind-the-scenes video whilst my entire team were here with me in France, and we were creating new content for our courses. And the later in the day it got, as we were shooting these little snippets of behind the scene, the, the sillier I got. <laughs> and it, it ended up being a really funny video that was about five minutes long, where I kept popping up in all sorts of unexpected places, um, showcasing various different things that we were doing, from, you know, from working with linens, chairs, flatware, glasses, all the rest of it. But to date, and that was only done about a year and a half ago, it's had 15,000 views on YouTube. Oh, my gosh. So it's because it was a really true reflection of who we are. And it was very raw and it was very real and people have connected to it. I love that. So that sort of just gives you some ideas about the different types of things that you can do. Yeah, I love that. And we have a podcast um, that's coming out before this one. So people hopefully will have listened to it before where – I had a guest on who talked about connecting with their local cinematographers to elevate yes. their brand. So if you guys haven't listened to that, go listen to that after this. And then these two together are really going to help you start including video in your brands, which is wonderful. Yeah. I mean, that is an instance where you need a very good videographer yeah. and I clearly didn't shoot that one from <laughs> my phone. <laughs> we had two videos and all sorts of, you know, whiz-bang things going on. So, yes, there is a time and a place where you need your proper videographer. Exactly. So what are some things – so we talked about where we should use our videos and how often, but what are, are some things that we should avoid? Are there any sort of no-nos for video marketing that we should absolutely stay away from? Um, yeah, I guess there's a few different things. Um. And there's three things that I think you really want to try and avoid. And the first one is don't talk about things you're not an expert in. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people, the first thing they say when it comes to video is, oh, my God, I don't feel comfortable. I can't stand in front of a camera. I'm not confident. Well, you won't be confident if you're talking about something you don't know and can't wax lyrical about. So people can tell when you don't know your stuff. <laughs> you're not going to come across as genuine or authentic and you're going to feel uncomfortable and then you're going to want to give up on video altogether. So stick to your expert subjects. So for example, I can talk about pretty much anything marketing and growing your business. But when it comes to anything finance related, 
oh my god I start stuttering <laughs> stammering I don't enjoy it and I'm not great at it it's not it's not part of my expert subject so only talk about things that you can literally as I say wax lyrical about because if it's something that you can't shut up about you're going to find it much easier to be able to talk about it on video um, another one which is a big no-no is don't post on the fly so it's a bit like other forms of social media when they say to you don't take a picture and then post it straight away you need to have time to edit it and vet what you've done now for all of you you know if, if you've shot a video Sometimes you don't realize that actually there was something really strange going on behind you that looks really weird in the video. Or another one, perhaps you were writing the subtitles really quickly because you wanted to post it on Instagram stories and you made four whopping great big spelling mistakes. You know, it doesn't look professional. So give yourself time to look at that video afterwards in a calm setting. And this especially applies if you're at a wedding and you've shot some behind the scenes stuff. Nobody says it has to be posted right then. Nobody knows you're at the wedding right now other than you. You could post it next Saturday and say you were at a wedding when you weren't at a wedding. No one's really going to know. I mean, not that I'm telling you to lie, but what I'm saying is you, you need time to edit. So don't post on the fly. And finally, this is something that we've talked about already. You, a big no-no is bad sound and bad light. Like I said, people are watching you on video and they need to be able to see and hear you. And if you're doing something like a behind the scenes, then maybe instead of speaking, because it's going to be very loud, maybe you overlay some nice music against it that showcases the beautiful setting. And think about your lighting. It's crucial. So think about where the sun is. Is it behind you or in front of you? Is it reflecting? You know, if you've got lights, are they making like a, <laughs> the other day I was on a on a, um, a Facebook Live, and I realized that the light coming from behind me, from my actual overhead light, was making it look like there was an arrow shooting into my head. It was the most <laughs> bizarre look, because I was in such a hurry that I hadn't checked it properly. So, you know, think about those things. So it's a really pleasant viewing experience. And if you're going to invest in anything, get a ring light. Like, it's the best hundred quid I ever spent, because... You know, you can literally put your phone into it, turn it on, and it gives you this perfect light around you, no matter what it's like outside or what sun's coming in. So it, those three things are, you know, things to really think about and avoid. You know, don't want bad lighting. Don't speak about things you don't know about. And don't post on the fly. Yeah, those are great. Those are awesome. And I actually have a blog post that I can link. Um, in the show notes for everybody that I link to the gear that I use and the ring lights that I have um, that I know that work well. So you guys can just click on that and you can visit there and um, they're all from Amazon. And I also wanted to share one tip, I think for behind the scenes for the wedding, when reels came out, I had um, a year's worth of behind the scenes videos on my phone and I just took time and I used um, splice and I made these little reels 15 seconds with music and people were like where do you have all this footage from where is it coming from and I had an assistant and you know and her one of her tasks yeah. is to get behind the scenes footage of me so I really truly have um advocated for this for a while where pay your assistant to be with you and uh, you know I don't know how much you want to pay them but you know it's a minimal fee to get behind the scenes that has a really good return on investment so I always say have them do that while they're holding your gear in, be in between <laughs> 
which is good. Absolutely. And it's as priceless as having a second shooter on a job where that shooter's job is purely to take all of the amazing stuff that you've created for the wedding rather than focusing on the couple. It's the same sort of thing. You want somebody who is there to capture those moments that you can't, especially if it's you doing your stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. You can build up that library. So, okay. So now we know that how important video is and everyone's probably like, okay, I'm going to start today because this is so exciting. Um, you know, we talked about it briefly, but can you recommend maybe how you would approach connecting with professional videographers and cinematographers, you know, to help them get started, uh, such as maybe following them on a wedding day or, you know, doing behind the scenes on shoots. Is there anything that you would suggest? Yeah. I mean, pretty much what you've just said there nails it. At the end of the day, it's like working with anybody who's part of your team, whether that's part of your you know, in-house team or whether that's part of your team who work with you on weddings. Working with a videographer is about finding someone you can trust, but ultimately someone you can take direction from, somebody that you can relax with because they know what will work on video. And I've learned this. I've gone to them with ideas about things that I think will work. And my video team have said to me, it will, but we need to change this, do this, do the other and do the other. You're like, oh, I wouldn't have even thought about that because they understand the flow of how a video needs to work. And ultimately you're looking for somebody who can tell, help you tell your story and who can really align with your brand's values, the things that you're putting out there. It's, it really does need to be a match in exactly the same way as if you're a wedding planner and you're working with a wedding photographer. It, there needs to be good synergy between you as you work and it's exactly the same. So I tend to think about going through this process in the same way as I would when I'm selecting suppliers to work with me. It is exactly the same. And if you get the opportunity to work with them at a styled shoot, then I think that's probably even better than doing a wedding because doing a styled shoot is different to doing a wedding. You're trying to capture different types of detail and tell the story in a different way. So having the opportunity to work with them at a shoot is a brilliant way to go about it. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Oh, Kylie, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, no problem. I've had a blast. I'll I'll always talk video marketing. It's never a problem. I feel like we could talk for hours about this one topic, but this is a great (laughs) great start. And I think we really uh, gave, you gave some amazing tips to our listeners, but, you know, let's tell everybody how they can find out more about you, work with you, the Wedding Academy, uh, and where they can say hello online. Sure. So um, as I said, I'm the CEO of the Wedding Academy um, and literally we are weddingacademyglobal.com. But I also work with wedding professionals. So I'm all about marketing, as you probably gathered from this podcast. Um, So I have Wedding CEO Club, which is my brand of marketing to help people master their marketing in their wedding business. So that is literally weddingceoclub.com. On Instagram, it's Kylie Carlson, which is me. Um, And on pretty much every other social media platform, it is Wedding CEO Club. But I do have a five-part video mini course called Lights, Camera, Lipstick. And it's where we do a deep dive into all of this. So we cover everything 
from getting comfortable in front of the camera, confidence, ideas, how to put your set together, how to film. And we break it down really easily. So if this is something you want to explore a bit further but feel like we've only, you know, touched the tip of the iceberg here, then that's something I would suggest you have a look at because we have a lot of fun and there may or may not be some lip syncing and um, some quite entertaining bloopers within the course material as you would expect i love it oh that's awesome well i've listed all of this information in the show notes so you guys can just swipe up right now click on the links and find out more about the course and say hi to kylie and thank her for this episode thank you so much for being here this was amazing well thank you so much for having me i've had a really good time when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to check out all their links and information in the show notes you can find out more about them and their services and give them a shout out online and on instagram if you're listening take a screenshot share it with your um in your instagram stories tag at janae kirshner and i'll share it in mine can't wait to hear from you guys soon and share our next cup of tea together bye